0: As with all relationships, issues arise and honesty, communication, and respect are really important. In every relationship style, partners have to discuss expectations, prioritize communication, mutual respect, and clear boundaries. Otherwise, they don't have basic trust in their relationships. Welcome to the Strings on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Arielle. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Come on in. Julie, the topic of polyamory seems to be coming up a lot lately in our work and also in social media and other places. It
1: definitely is, Cindy. How about we talk about that today?
0: Okay. A lot of people are attracted to other people, even when they're in a committed, loving relationship. Some people even fall in love with someone else while they're in a relationship and then feel torn between two people. It's
1: true, but we have pretty strong ideas in our society that it's wrong to be attracted to more than one person or to be attracted to anyone else while we're in a committed relationship.
0: People assume it means there's something wrong in the relationship or that infidelity is the next step.
1: And there actually is a lot of that in our society. People cheat and sometimes get caught and it can cause
0: serious marital issues. It can. And we do have a pretty high divorce rate.
1: Yes. So maybe monogamy isn't for everyone. This seems to be true for an increasing number of couples. Ethical non-monogamy leans into the idea of being attracted to multiple people at once. It's about embracing that and navigating
0: it in a respectful way. If you're in a monogamous relationship and you've agreed to be exclusive with your partner, then acting on a crush would be infidelity. It's not having the crush that's the problem. It's how you deal with it within your relationship.
1: Yeah, ethical non-monogamy is a type of relationship involving sexual or romantic relationships between multiple people And it seems to be growing in popularity and becoming more acceptable.
0: It's considered ethical because it involves everybody's informed consent rather than infidelity or forced relationships. All the partners know about each other, and they agree to the boundaries of the relationships created by the partners in it.
1: Ethical non-monogamy emphasizes the consent of all partners. Everyone has to know about one another and want to be part of it. There's no coercion or force. If there is, that would not be considered ethical.
0: Right. Polyamory is an ethical non-monogamous relationship style, which involves having intimate relationships with multiple people at the same time. A lot of people prefer monogamy, and it's
1: definitely officially more accepted in society. But polyamorous relationships are increasingly common, and they do seem to work for some people. Some people consider themselves polyflexible, which means they can accept either relationship lifestyle.
0: Polyamorous relationships, like monogamous relationships, can be healthy and fulfilling, depending on the circumstances and the people in them. While
1: there are more than two people, all of the people are committed to each other within the boundaries of the
0: agreed-upon relationship. When we talk about polyamory, we're not talking about polygamy. It's not the same thing. Polygamy involves being married to more than one person at a time. Polyamory doesn't necessarily involve marriage at all. Also, polygamy is illegal. There are a lot of different structures
1: and boundaries people use in polyamorous relationships depending on what they're comfortable with. Some of the most common are,
0: well, there's polyfidelity, in which the partners in a group agree not to have sexual or romantic relationships with people not in the group. Also, there's a
1: triad or a thruple. Maybe you've heard that word, thruple, (laughs) which involves three people who are all dating one another.
0: And then there's a quad, which is similar to a triad or a threple but involves four people all dating each other. And then there's a V, which is a
1: polyamorous relationship in which one person is dating two different people, but those two people are not
0: dating each other. And a lot of polyamorous people don't have a specific structure. They just go with the flow as they meet new people, but they still let each of the people know about the others and they just figure it out as they go along.
1: Can get complicated, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes polyamorous relationships can be hierarchical, which means that one relationship is prioritized. You might be married and consider that your primary relationship, which always comes first, while other relationships are seen as secondary.
0: Even in this scenario, everyone would have to agree on the hierarchy for it to be ethical. And as with monogamous relationships, Polyamorous
1: relationships can be healthy or unhealthy, happy or unhappy, complicated or not so complicated.
0: Seems more people can make for more complication but and really depends on people. Some individuals are very complicated. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Polyamory does have some unique challenges though. For example, there's still a lot of stigma around relationships that aren't monogamous. So lack of acceptance and negative messages from friends, family, and the community can impact your self-esteem and your relationships.
1: And we know that discrimination affects mental health, so discrimination around sexual and relationship choices can also have a significant impact
0: on mental health. And there are other challenges unique to polyamory, like time management and jealousy. Specifically, there is less time and more jealousy to go around.
1: It's true, with more people, (laughs) yes. (laughs) In polyamorous relationships, you don't just have your partner to be jealous of. There's also the partner of your partner, also called a metamor or some of the other partners, which could be hard to deal with.
0: Not everyone feels jealousy and some polyamorous people don't feel jealousy about the other partners. In fact, they take joy in partners experiencing others. This is called compersion. But many still do feel jealousy and this needs to be expressed and managed in a healthy way if you can.
1: It's not a deal breaker if jealousy arises. As with all challenges, what matters is how you handle it. In some cases, jealousy might be a sign that you legitimately need more attention and affection from your partner.
0: Every relationship needs time and attention. In a polyamorous one, there's more time and attention needed spread out over more people.
1: Yeah. How do you make sure you spend quality time with every partner. It's a lot to figure out. And it sounds like you need a lot of emotional, mental, and physical
0: energy. Yeah. Infidelity, abuse, and coercion also still can happen in ethically non-monogamous relationship, just like they do in monogamous ones.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can have jealousy in monogamous ones too, and abuse, and Mm -hmm. it's not that different. It's just people. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes people overstep boundaries and betray or deceive their partners. The agreed-upon boundaries might be different in polyamory, but if they've overstepped, it's still an issue that can do serious harm to any relationship.
0: Right. For example, if you and your partner agree not to date other people without telling one another first, and one of you violates that agreement, that's still a form of infidelity.
1: Right, because there's lying going on. (laughs) Or if you're in a polycule, which is a group of polyamorous people that practices polyfidelity which means not being sexual with people outside the group but then you do go outside the group that is an act of infidelity to everybody else in your
0: polycule now you are not just unfaithful to one person right. you're unfaithful to a group yep as with all relationships issues arise and honesty communication and respect are really important In every relationship style, partners have to discuss expectations, prioritize communication, mutual respect, and clear boundaries. Otherwise, they don't have basic trust in their relationships.
1: Right. In ethical non-monogamy, there are more partners in the mix of needs and feelings.
0: One part of the stigma about polyamory is that sex might carry a greater risk to health because there are multiple partners, But this isn't necessarily true at all.
1: Right. People who practice ethical non-monogamy are more likely to practice sex with a condom, safe sex, than those who are unfaithful in monogamous relationships.
0: An interesting fact. Yeah. Ethical non-monogamy can look different to different people, just like monogamous relationships are specific to each unique couple.
1: Right. What might work for one couple or group might not work for another. It is up to each partner to communicate their desires and limits, and partners need to figure out how to integrate
0: everybody's needs. Polyamorous relationships can change as the group learns and grows together. These relationships, like any, can last as long as it continues to work for everyone involved.
1: Some research shows that there's no difference in relationship quality and psychological well-being between consensual
0: non-monogamous and monogamous partnerships. Partners in both types of relationship report similar levels of satisfaction, happiness, sexual frequency, and relationship longevity.
1: So it really depends on the individual people and what their needs are, what their wants are, how difficult they are. It's all about the relationships. What matters is that you're in the type of relationship that actually works for you.
0: Ethical non-monogamy can be complicated because of so many ways to practice and uncertainty on where to begin because our relationships aren't mostly set up this way. So models can be hard to find. Definitely. Sometimes it starts
1: with a couple who decide together to open their relationship to another person or to others. Sometimes people meet other non-monogamous people and form a thruple or a
0: quad. I've had patients float these kinds of ideas out to their partners with mixed results, I should have had. And I have a married couple who just made online profiles together recently and started dating other people.
1: Yeah, I've had people bring that up, too, as well as practice it. If you're already in a monogamous relationship but want to consider changing that, then you both have to be open to this major change and you have to commit
0: to learning more about it as a couple. There are so many things to learn about ethical non-monogamy, especially before committing to it. And we can't cover it all in one podcast.
1: No, we can't. But for one thing, as you may have noticed throughout our podcast today, there's a lot of terminology specific to polyamory. New terms and concepts are constantly evolving.
0: And there are lots of resources about polyamory, like books, podcasts, online forums that can be helpful to introduce you to the topic or take you further if you're feeling the pull or if you just want to learn more.
1: The website at lovingmorenonprofit.org might be a good place to start for lots of information
0: in a clear format. Also, if you're interested in going further, you might want to connect with polyamorous communities online or offline, like meetups and stuff like that, to learn more and find support from like-minded people. Even if you are not interested for yourself, which is fine, (laughs) it's good to understand
1: more about it. You never know who you know who might actually be practicing
0: ethical non-monogamy. Anybody can practice ethical non-monogamy. Just be careful. It's a jungle out there. (laughs) Thanks for joining us.
1: You can find us at ShrinksOnThird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ShrinksOnThird. Till next time, take care.